When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. Let's do it. Let's get to it, Brian. Let's do it. What's happening, everybody? You're listening to the Work For It Podcast. Let's go right from South Florida, we're bringing all the energy to you in this February, mid-month February. It's shot out of the cannon. And I am shot out of the cannon, ready to roll. I am fired up (laughs) and ready to roll, baby. Ready to roll. So put your big boy pants on because it's time. Fucking lunch. Goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I blow your eardrums out. <laughs> not too bad. Not goal. too bad. All right. All right. Very good. Gentlemen, how are you this afternoon? I am Dude, well. I am morning. I'm doing whatever. good. Yeah, it's it's good over here. You guys are still you're still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> I love Goodness it. Goodness gracious. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's good morning out here in the West. I am at home. You you're back in Idaho. Yeah, yeah man. You know, awesome. Uh, there's no other way to describe it. You having a hard time breathing at that altitude? No, not too bad. Surprising, it's not not no. hugely different than PA. We're Boise's down in the valley, so we don't have a ton of a ton of elevation here in the city. Oh, I but, see. I got you. You know, it's like have you ever gone like gone on a business trip for a week and you get home and maybe that first hour you're kind of like, oh, you know, like out of sorts a bit. Well, yes. imagine three months of a business trip and then walking back in. Mm. <laughs> it took a few days to. You have to feel like you're in a, on another planet, yes. right? You're like, man, it's been so long since I I've felt been like in the here. Talking Heads song, you know? <laughs> How did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's great. It's uh, it. I am much happier living out here. Not that I didn't enjoy living with my parents, but as an as a. Uh, fully grown man it feels good to be in my own domain again <laughs> did your mom make you breakfast and stuff like that was she did she automatically go back into yeah. like k 
caring for Ben. A hundred percent. Yeah. Especially because it was, I bet you, you know, awesome. sick Ben and Ben's lost weight. So we got to yeah. feed Ben. You know, it's like every day a new sheet cake or some, you know, something to. Cheeseburgers. Yeah, just and, get you pumped yeah. up. And uh, like my old man right makes. There. Fatten that boy up. Yeah. My old man makes breakfast every morning. Um, and he kind of used to do that a bit, but as he's gotten older, it's become his ritual. It's bacon and eggs or eggs and sausage or, you know, farm fresh eggs and some kind of meat product. <laughs> so that's a, that's a great it breakfast is it's all protein. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people do like a little bit of toast get the yep, carbs yep. going but uh, no yeah, yeah. it was good it's good it's great to be back uh i kicked the bicycles out of my shop and uh i'm taking nice. it back over again <laughs> yay Dude. yeah and and i i gotta ask you i so all right so i don't know if you saw this on instagram if you're listening to the work for podcast you probably follow me on instagram but uh if you didn't see the video of me unboxing i've been doing an unbox Love trying it. to do an unboxing every day i haven't been having a whole lot of success with that but got a ton of these awesome um gifts from people who have sent me things up yeah. from all over the world and ben you were one of yeah, them man. and Man, I'll tell you, dude, this apron. So Ben sent me a leather apron, and here's my favorite part about this apron. This will, this will kind of, you'll probably identify <laughs> with this, is that I can tell that you yeah. wore it, that you yep. used it at yep. one time. So it wasn't like you made it for me. It was like you made it, you wore it a while, you had it in your workshop. Yep. It's got that Ben sort of stank yep. on it. <laughs> and then you sent it to me, right? After a few yep. years of you having it, which, by the way, I can feel the woodworker like coming out. You can feel out of my wood apron. through it like, through I, the apron. I smell the sawdust. <laughs> yeah, and I feel I started I my, my colon started down, to like twitch. My like I was feeling like I got IBS, and I'm like, oh man, I think I'm Ben's trying to give me Crohn's disease. Ah, I got a shit. My colon. Oh, I got a shit. Ah. I, yeah, I shit the bed like a hundred times, and then I'm like, all this energy is coming out of this apron, right? That you sent it. me, and I'm telling you, dude. I freaking love, love this piece so much because I wear an apron every day like you do in your shop. I'm, I'm a notoriously dirty person. I just, and I need pockets. I need like all kinds. I have to have the spots for things. And I've been using this old canvas. When I first started on YouTube, I uh, started doing Mm -hmm. content. I wore, I bought this like $25 yeah. cheap Like canvas, a Texas canvas, canvas. or something. Or... Yeah, yep. like a waxed canvas thing. That's and where it I works started and too. it's fine. Or, yeah. And I never knew that having a leather apron and like how luxurious oh, so it nice. is. Because I'm working with, I'm working with water. I'm working with sparks yep. and yep. hot things. And so now I find myself, instead of grabbing a glove, if I need to pick up something hot, I just use the apron, like wrap yep. the leather around whatever I need to pick up. Unless it's sure. like freaking red hot or something. I wouldn't yep. do that. But, you know, like just things like that. And I'm thinking to myself, everybody in their workshops needs it's, one of these. Yeah. And they're going to buy it from you now That's, because, they're you know, people saw me opening it up and I can't even tell you how many people asked me, how much did you pay for that? Does Ben yeah. make those? Can I get one of those from Ben? I'm like message Ben directly. He needs something to yeah. do because now he's retired. Exactly. He's got nothing going on. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And aprons are cheap to yeah. ship. So let's well, do that's, it. Uh, you know, I was blown away by like the, the comments alone on your posts were, you know, blew me away. So many people were interested in them yeah. and, 
Uh, I've gotten many DMs as well, folks interested in them. And, and I'll be honest, it kind of overwhelmed me because I just wasn't even, you know, it's, you get so one track minded on what you're doing. And then all of a sudden you realize as a lot of us do, you make a bunch of different things. Right. And I, you start looking around and it's like, are any of those one things, uh, big enough to build a business on? Well, maybe, maybe not, you know, am I willing to take the chance? I don't know. Um, but as you know, I'm, I'm in a interesting spot in an interesting position. I've got time now I've got resources now and I've got abilities now. And so, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to open it up and start making aprons and other things. I've got a few other designs, um, for different styles of aprons that I've tried over the years. Yours was a early prototype. <laughs> um, and yeah, we had talked about that thing. It. Gosh, like probably five shows in when I started, you know, on the podcast and I was like, dude, I'll just, I gotta yep. send this thing to you. So finally did it. I'm so glad I did. Um, and I'm so glad you like it. That is a beefy, beefy apron. And it's probably what I would consider a heavyweight apron. Mm. The one thing I always struggled with, with it is that it gets so blasted hot out here in the summer that I found myself switching, you know, to like a tool belt or most of the time now when I'm in the shop, I've got a small like hip tool belt that just holds my tape, uh, pencil, you know, just the essentials, a six, seven inch ruler, um, you know, a little four inch square, just the things that I always, always need. Um, but I started applying that to the apron over the past week or so. And actually, Brian, I, Brian, you and I were on the phone yesterday, and Jack gave me a killer idea for some Velcro patches uh, to put on the chest. And then he and I went down six rabbit holes with that last night and talked about all the cool stuff you could Velcro to an apron with some good heavy that duty. That and the magnet, the magnet concept, We were going to put because... magnets... With rare earth magnets, mm. you can do all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and we'll now, put them behind the Velcro. Mm. Well, I mean, I see what Brian, Brian's going to make the argument that it's going to pull you know, get dust, dust yeah. and that's all true. All magnets in my that shop, even like my my iPhone has like the magnet ring in the back for that that uh, yeah, it sucks it right in, yeah. And I get like even the, of course there's like a ring of metal on the back of my phone when I'm done, but there's even yeah. like a small ring of it on the screen from the magnetism going through the device. Yeah. So here's why I thought the well, Velcro would be a good idea because it would hide all that freaking metal dust. <laughs> so you put the true. Velcro on and, the front and, if you and made, then the magnets in the back. If you made if you made the magnet sort of like on the back where you could separate the leather from the front of the magnet, all the dust from the um, that would stick to the magnet would just fall yeah. off. I mean, I like the concept of being able to take something and just stick it to my yep. apron that I'm using on the regular, like a six inch rule yeah. or, I mean, there's I'm a big fan of Magnus. I'm with you, Brian. They do I, collect uh, a lot of dust. Um, what about, know, but, um, have you guys, I could do all kinds of things with that. We could stick, uh, you, you could th think about it like this when you're doing a, a particular operation that's repeated all over and over and over. Like for instance, I use uh, two or three different types of drill bits and taps I could legit, even if you made me pockets that would clip or something that would clip like via magnet that would hold those mm -hmm. taps and drills that I could just stick to my apron. And then when I'm done with them, just it would 
I could pull it off. Yep. I would just set it somewhere and stick that. By the stick way, you could right use that and stick it. Your uh, wall or control you embed or steel. You embed steel into the leather instead of a yeah. magnet, and the magnet goes on. I the like that. Oh, so you, yeah, so we, we had talked about, Jack yeah. and I talked about doing, this. Solving problems. doing four snaps so that each magnet Velcro, magnet Velcro patch would snap onto the apron, and then you could have, you know, multiple setups but that's more difficult i like the metal embedded into the into the leather and i've seen no. similar uh, atlas 46 is a tool belt and they make a tool vest actually that's uh, i've had but i felt like i was going into battle wearing the damn thing and it was kind of a little excessive <laughs> but they did have some cool ideas and they use some magnetic velcro patches and they also i don't know if you guys have ever seen i started seeing them in the edc market recently because i've been looking in that with leatherworking and i think they call them re patches and they're kind of like uh flare for military garb <laughs> you know like some might say how many pieces of flare yeah have and you might have seen um like a camouflage hat with a velcro patch in the front and gone like what the hell is that Velcro patch yes. for? Well, you could buy flags that match that Velcro strip size. You could also put your name up there, whatever, right? So you could have one hat, three logos, you know, and just plop whatever logo you want to rock that day on. But I've seen other guys with these little RE patches on some EDC wallets, like pocket slips. And the uh, patches are kind of like... I, they remind me of those little damn things that kids used to put on their croc shoes you know like eyeballs and yeah the little <laughs> yeah the little like the bling mm -hmm. the little bling pieces. and they might say like fuck yeah. you or you know um 100 percent savage <laughs> you know or you know or it could have your logo yeah, or your it. logo or <laughs> star wars or and surprisingly like, I like how that's where you initially go you're like i think i should say f you on it so that might be a bit aggressive then <laughs> Well, I, I was playing around with this wallet uh, design that was a wallet and it had two sleeves for like your EDC knife and maybe, um, I don't know, a small other EDC item. And then on the other side, it's a Velcro patch. So you could put your RE patches on the front of this thing. And yeah, I first started seeing it with a guy, Paradrop Leather. And... He does a bunch of really incredible photography for one of his work, but the work is incredible as well. And he's got a bunch of the EDC patch stuff. So I'm like, yeah, that'd be kind of fun to play around with. But anyway, the, the long and short of the whole apron story is that I'm not ready at this exact moment, but my plan is probably a week out from now by next podcast I will have a store up. I will be set up to manufacture and distribute aprons and potentially some other items as well. So folks can look for that on a new domain name. How do we uh, what, what yeah, what's the is anything up there? No, yet? and I'm going to put a I'm going to put a splash page up there today. Uh so by the time folks hear this, they'll be able to go to butlerbuilt.us. And that will take you to all things name. made by Ben Butler. There you go. Cool. Fantastic.
Because I think you should have like immediately have the leather yeah. apron up there yep. for for purchase. You know, come up with a a number. Yeah. That you're comfortable with, and then you can kind of have different options. The other part of, about your business that I really like is it's similar to the Revolution Project, where you sell plans for these aprons. Oh. So if somebody wanted to make their own apron they could buy your plans and do it themselves absolutely uh i don't know why you would want to because i personally dis i i don't dislike it so much i'm not a big fan of doing leather work although i will say it's just because i think i'm i'm not used to it yeah. so i don't do but a lot of a killer it, belt but, uh, man i'd like to get more into it the belt see the belt is very easy it is. it's just like a but, strip of leather you just kind of there's not much to it but the measurements you know, when can you start looking at can, stitching uh, and all that you know i designed a belt Oh shit! It's probably a year ago for a company called Musk Ox, and they reached out to me wanting to do some collaborations and stuff. And we we went back and forth for six months designing a belt, and they were gonna buy you know a certain quantity of them, and then uh, it just it just didn't quite come together. It was I couldn't quite meet the price point. You gotta charge a lot for a belt, which is kind of surprising for as little as goes into it but there's a bit of time that goes into it for one and the other thing that's not trivial about belts is standard sizing and you know a 36 inch belt for one company is believe it or not sometimes vastly different than a 36 inch belt for other companies Um, and then how is that possible like it's it's 36 inches like well so a, st- a, s- a pretty standard, at least what I understand or what I've researched, a, p- a pretty standard, it used to be true to size at one point, right? So you get a 36-inch belt. If it has seven holes in it, the middle hole will hit right, you know, where uh, where a 36-inch waist should hit. Okay. The problem became it, it. they moved which hole they measured from, which was one, and I think it was mostly related to cost savings. So, oh, you know, course. and See, it was also. Why, this is like, why I hate the fashion industry. Like that yes. is just so stupid yes. that like this person sells this size jeans and this person sells the exact same size jeans, but you put both yeah. of them on and neither of them fit. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And then you have the eighties when we used to have the long tail hanging out of the belt. You remember that house? <laughs> With your big, oh, your big yes. baggy jeans, your uh, what were they? J- uh, Echo or not? Uh, Janko, Janko jeans, and your JNCO three Jenko, foot yeah. fucking piece of leather hanging out of you, which I see now is apparently <laughs> back in style. Watching the Super Bowl, and all these guys have tails hanging out their asses, which is their belt, as far as yeah. I could tell. But anyway, it got all kind of yeah, yeah, for sure. Out with the measurements and um. Yeah. So if you if you do look to buy a custom belt, um, I would recommend only buying from somebody that has a, a method published for how to measure your waist, because I think those folks have a formula, they have a system. And if you follow their system, you'll get a belt that fits. But otherwise, you know, you might have to cut the tail off yourself or do something. Last thing you want is. I just used the I just used the old belt. Yeah. I just laid the old belt down yep. on the table and and did it. And and a couple of people messaged me about buying a belt from certain companies and stuff. 
Which I definitely could do. Yeah. I just, I, I thought about like, well, there's a couple of parameters that I was trying to meet two with inches this belt, is and a, it's because I'm... It's a rare one. It's not, you, yeah, exactly. So two inch wide strip of black leather on Amazon was like $14, yep. I think. And I didn't even use it all. And then it was already dyed. So all I had to do is burnish the edges yeah. and put the holes in it and stuff. So it was pretty easy. And I had the copper rivets because I had uh, watched, I got a, um, inspired by watching Jimmy Duress to do like a piece of leather work a while back. And he showed these really cool copper yeah. rivets. That's basically like, it looks like a copper nail without a sharp end yep. on it. And then a washer. And then like a little, a washer that goes over it. And there's like a kit mm-hmm. that you buy. And then you just tap that washer down. You cut off the excess copper and then you peen over the end and it's like a rivet and it works so well. It's such an easy thing to do. I was like, well, you know, I can make this. I've got all these pieces. And Sarah had always wanted to like jump in and try leather work. So I was like, hey, let's make a a belt. We didn't have the kids that week, so we weren't really required to be home at any particular Mm -hmm. time. And it was like. Let's sit down and figure out how to make a belt. She's like, this is the one thing that I love about being married to Sarah. She's like, right now. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, right now we're going to make the Because my belt, the, you saw the pictures in the video, uh, how bad it was. Like it was just falling apart. And I said to her, I said, look, every single day, like this piece of leather has been sitting in my drawer now for, for like six months. And I, I meant to make this belt months ago. Let's just dive in and do it. You know? And uh, so she got right in there and did 90% of the work and it was so fun to do it. So then we started watching leather making. So let me tell you that something. So just so you know, the timeline, we did that leather belt before I opened your apron. Oh, nice. So that's an old video that I had edited down. Oh, that's funny. And I hadn't posted it yet. And then um, I do that from time to time where I'll like do a bunch of content all in one day and then I'll just divvy it out over time just to kind of please the algorithm. But then like a week or two later, I open up your your apron that you sent me, which was all leather. And I'm just like, this is a sign. (laughs) Like I need to be doing more leather um, I'm not making sheets though. I'll tell you that. It's so relaxing, I think. The the challenge I have is in a small shop where I want to do woodworking and leather. I don't have a clean space, you know, and that that makes it pretty. Do you need a clean space for leather? Well, is that what it is? yeah, like yeah, sawdust and dirt gets into the fibers. Is that well, it's it just surprisingly you can mark it up pretty quick, you know, just dirty hands or dirt in the air and dust oh, and that you. kind of stuff. It's wood, wood. I would never want to combine metal and and leather. Wood and leather works yeah. pretty pretty well, you know. Uh, sawdust is fairly clean. I like that beat up look yeah. though. You know that that, uh, yep. that when you sent me this thing, so it was like I love that. Beat that up one look. that I, I made I that. there was a uh, oil. I want to look like I do all the work. Without exactly. Actually doing it's like the work. buying somebody else's right? used Levi's. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe I'll Nailed put that it. on the website. You can request. I wear it for a month. <laughs> <laughs> We send yeah. it to Brian Cohn and he rolls around in the snow and uh, <laughs> yeah, get it nice and like all dinged up. Maybe you could take it down to where you take those yeah, photos, sure. Brian, of your knives, like where the yeah, river is roll and around. Can, like, beat it yeah. on the rocks. I'll give it to my buddy way. Bill, the the yeah. little guy that runs around with a shopping cart in front of my shop every every morning at eight. He can wear it for a day. He just dives in dumpsters and gets uh, aluminum cans and shit. <laughs> that would probably work. 
<laughs> hey, well, I appreciate the apron, I love it. Ben. Thank, Thank you, you man. so much. And if if anybody listens to this and wants to reach out to Ben, you know Please how do. to do that. Benjamin Butler Company. Co. on on uh, on Instagram or, you know, just find him anywhere. He's all or over the place. The but new- uh, Brian, what do you got going yeah. on well, this week? I mean, before we go on to the next thing, I also I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but Ben also sent me a wallet that he made. Oh, man, I'm splashing leather everywhere. No kidding. <laughs> and like. The really crazy thing is, how sweet is early that? in high school, I made myself a duct tape wallet, and it is literally to the <laughs> T, exactly the same as what Ben made me. That's incredible. No so, so I use that how duct cool tape that? wallet all the way, like, freshman, junior, senior, high school, all the way through college. Um, I mean, all the way up till just a, I mean, just about a year ago, I bought myself this cheap wallet off, well, the, the duct tape was, like, completely falling apart. And it was uh-huh. like a year and a half past when I should have threw it out. So I just <laughs> saw saw an ad on Facebook and I bought that first thing. And then, of course, I hated it because I went from this, you know, very small, slim wallet to like one of those billfold style wallets. And then Ben sent me literally the, the exact same design out of leather. And it's like, well, I mean, it's a sign. I just need to go it back is. to that design. I yeah, love it's it. It's just such a nice, simple like card slip. I've been it's really hard to fit. Uh, cash into a card slip style wallet and I don't ever hardly have cash but that one well, I tried to tried a little something and I don't know if it's gonna work it's not working for mine I made mine a touch smaller than yours and mm-hmm. I can barely fit all my damn cards in it I'm checking well, out like trying to get vice grips to pull the fucking thing out of there <laughs> well my size is absolutely perfect I've got you know three or nice. four I mean probably three That's cards in said. each of the slots hey <laughs> But um, the one thing I did for the cash is I took just a standard billfold, like a clip, and just yeah. stuck it on the on one of the sides. Yep, and that works perfectly fine. Banger! Yeah, Love just it. like that. It's perfect. Yeah, wallets are fun. Wallets are are really well, fun. Up on your new store, I feel like you need to do you know your your aprons and yep. your wallets. I mean, that's I think that'll be uh, yeah for sure. I've got a catch all tray and a couple other things I've been playing with too. So. Some Dang. EDC, uh, EDC pocket slips and stuff like that. So Sweet. I got so many prototypes laying around that, you know, did work. Uh, I just never really put them out into the world. Well, it's time to, uh, to start putting them yep. out there, I think, because remember what we talked about with the revolution project. And I always say this, like the market decided for yeah. me. I think that that leather work is sort of deciding the mark because it's not as I, I would think that on your like it's not as um, physically yeah. intensive as woodworking and it's easier to yep. ship and you have a lot of potential customers because there's a lot of uh, knife makers and metal workers and things that uh, listen to this podcast and follow our journey and follow your journey yeah. now. So there's not a ton of people doing I know uh, I don't know if. Um, Moonshine Leatherworks does aprons or not? I'd yeah, I don't know either. See if he's doing. Them. There's a few, but apron you know, makers out not there, that but... many people really doing. Yeah, it, you know, and I think that there's definitely a demand yeah. by the by the response that we got from that one social <laughs> yeah. post, which was silly, yep. by the way. Like I didn't even really show the thing that it showed me that there's definitely a market there, and I think you know, here's what here's the other piece of this. I I started telling Sarah, I said. You know, if you think about it, 
let's just say they're they're like three hundred and fifty dollars. Like you pay that much for the apron, but it's the apron you have forever, probably for yeah. twenty five years. You know, like you're gonna if unless you're beating the living crap out of it every single yeah. day. You're you're gonna have this thing it, forever, compare, and what a better thing to have than something yeah, you made. Which I, I compare really it neat. to like buying a really good pair of boots, right? If you buy or a really nice yeah, knife a really nice too. knife, or you know, if you sneakers or whatever, but you know, like a really a pretty damn good pair of boots. You know, you're not gonna probably get like Nick's boots for well, you might get Nick's for three fifty, but yeah, it's very similar. You know, it's. Um, not made out of garbage, for sure. I mean, I don't know if I'm just dumb, but who, who's Nick? Like, what? Nick's uh, <laughs> Nick's handmade boots is out of Spokane, Washington. They okay. are hands down the leather boot, the preferred leather boot manufacturer for all of Wildland Fire, for sure. Oh wow! Um, okay. And then the logging industry uh, as well. I would say, you know, they're like the cream of the crop. And they are that, I think, because of the range of sizing and their ability to really have a size that's almost handmade for your damn foot. They have so many last molds and everything else. Uh, The boot is entirely leather, you know, with the exception of the outsole. So the insole, everything is leather, top to bottom. They rebuild them. So you buy one pair of boots at 500 bucks the next time you need boots it's 150 because they take your boot and rebuild it mm. and it's still molded to your foot and it, you know it's it's the bee's knees of boots if you will but if you're you know trolling around in hot coals and ash and soot on a fire your boots are kind of like your most important thing besides a pair of leather gloves <laughs> mm. um, i feel that i feel that yeah but um it's interesting about the belt, uh, Brian, you were saying you made that, you know, 30 years ago or whatever, when I was in PA and toured the Wicket and Craig leather factory. Um, I think that was right around the time we had Jeremy on, I can't remember. Um, but it, it was, it was really cool. So they have one specific type of leather that the, in the finishing process before it goes out the door, they burnish it and so they have like a they have this machine that looks like an arm that comes out that's holding a uh, glass cylinder (laughs) and it rubs you know just does this motion of back and forth you know like back and forth almost if you imagine taking your hand and wiping off a table with a rag you know just straight in front of you pick it up when you get back to your waist and do it again well this machine has that uh, cylinder and it's only about six to eight inches across and this guy all day long does whole hides whole cow hides uh, with this machine every inch of it rubs it well we got talking to him when we were there he's a really cool guy he has been there since Wicket and Craig moved to the states in 1990 I believe it was so Wicket and Craig used to be in Canada. So he likes his loves job. Loves his job. He loves yep. his job. Burnishing cow ass yeah. all day. But he had made a belt. I guess they made belts for orientation the first day of work when Wicket and Craig, you know, moved to PA. And he still had that belt on. <laughs> it was kind of so cool. And he so he's like, I, I literally made it out of this exact, you know, 
model and color and everything of Hyde. And the belt he had on was, you, you couldn't even recognize that that's the leather it came from, right? Like, like the leather it came from was tan and blonde and his belt was black. And it wasn't because he's like yeah. metalworking. It's just leather is so cool that way. That's one of my favorite things about leather. It just ages so well. And it gets shiny yeah. and, you know. It gets it tanned to, if you it put it in the to, sun. It, 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 yeah. yeah. Gets that patina yep. on yep. it, which I really like. So, yeah. I got sucked into a, a YouTube channel. And he's got quite a following. Um, I might as well, no, it's, uh, let me just look it up. Cause I, I had no idea that the leather working videos on YouTube would it's... be as popular as they are because like this guy's releasing videos and he's just, a seems like a, just a really nice dude, mm-hmm. you know, like a really nice guy. And he's just, um, making leather stuff. Yeah. And, uh, let me just see here. I didn't subscribe to him yet, but he's in my history. Cause I watched probably four or five videos, uh, quarter yeah. leather. It's uh, him, him and his wife. R T E R. It's yeah. Him and his wife. And let me just see. He, so he's got <laughs> 539,000 subscribers on yep. YouTube. Great. And he's going to have about one more because I'm going to subscribe and super nice guy. And he's and he's showing all of these techniques of working with mm-hmm. leather. And he made like one of his videos that I watched. It's it's an older video uh, about like a tool pouch, just making yeah. like a wet molded leather tool pouch. I got sucked into this because he hand stitches he everything, so it's like very doable. You know, it's like when I look at these guys with these sewing machines that can yeah. you know sew through ten ounces of leather or whatever, and I look them up and how expensive Ridiculous. they are. These sewing machines are $13,000 for just this machine to to do leather stitching. So um, I was talking with James over at Wastelander, uh, Wasteland Forge, um, James Fleming, if you're not. He's actually on the uh, uh, Full Blast podcast this week. So uh, if you're you're looking for something to listen to, make sure you check out the uh, the Full Blast podcast with Jeff Fader. And um, and then also go into the backlog because I, I have a whole bunch of shows I need to listen to. But James, I'm definitely going to listen to. He's a personal friend of mine. I really appreciate his work. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's su- super cool show. Uh, but he told me that he's got some really cool hand driven. There's one, one on. It's Amazon. not like one of those cheaper ones. Um, not that okay. one. It's like got a big reel on. It. It's made by Weaver. Yeah. So it's that's like, like a, it's like 1300. a it's got big thing yeah. and you crank it. Yeah, it's thirteen hundred yeah. bucks. But it's it doesn't even have a I know. motor. And it's thirteen hundred dollars. Well, Zeppa, uh, you know, but he's that's Chris what he uses. Zepp over at Make Everything Shop. There's a there's like, and I think well, um, our our boys over at the Art of Craftsmanship did a video on the same one. It's like one hundred and thirty, yep. one hundred and thirty yeah, bucks on Amazon for. It's kind of yeah. a cobbler's machine, um, but Zepp did it uh, where he put a motor on it, and it looks. Oh, I did it looks see like that. Yeah. yeah, it would work, but you know, if you're so if you're stitching say a wallet, you've got about two and a half inches of stitching you need to do. And man, if you don't have really good control of your machine, you can fuck it up a lot faster than you can just put it in a uh stitching pony and hand stitch the darn thing, I think. You know. But if yeah. 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 If if I got to that he's point. He's using like a chisel, like where he yeah. does the the the, the yeah. holes yep. 
it's like That's... a chisel with a bunch of like it looks like a hair yep. pick and he's tapping it through and then that gives him his even spacing for his yeah. holes it's fucking it fascinating is. man and i i got sucked into it because you know when you're sitting on the couch it's and you're just, asmr you want at relaxing its finest. to watch it is it's so good <laughs> maker so asmr good, so. Anyways, Brian, we cut you off. We appreciate you. Where where are you at, Brian? What do you what have you been up to this week? Oh, it's been a fun week. Um I finished up a batch, so I've went and took a bunch of really pretty pictures of it. Actually, one of them is for Ken Kimna, one of our one of our Patreon supporters. Nice. His knife is probably one of my favorite knives knives I've ever made. Oh, cool. Yeah, no it's kidding. really pretty. It's it's hand forged, it's out of mono steel. Um, it's got the wooden epoxy with the red, like, oh, it's just really pretty. But, um, nice. so where, where can we see the photos? I Have haven't posted it posted yet. Posted them publicly? So my, I, you sent them to us personally. Yes. But, so I want to yeah. get it into his hands first and then post it just yeah. because mm-hmm. I want him to see I'm it sorry. first before, you know, everyone else. But other than that, um, it's just kind of been, well, I just finished those up. So I am, go, I'm just starting on Gentry's, what is that? The, the build along challenge. So oh, I'm yes. shooting a video around it and I'm doing a little bit of work on that thing. So I'm spending nice. the rest of this week. I'm working on that thing so I can try to get that video done and then I'll just start on another batch, you know, we had a great, uh, feedback from that show with Matt Gentry. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to, um, you know, the, the last episode, the one prior to this, which is an interview we did with Matt Gentry, just having him on. Ben couldn't make it. He had some technical issues or something, but we, we had a great, a ton of awesome feedback about, uh, something that I talk about a lot, which is the positive, uh, sort of energy that people put out Mm -hmm. there in the world. And Matt is a classic mm-hmm. example of that. Like he is just one of those dudes is like yeah. a light in the tunnel and he's just a solid human being. So if you're not following uh, Gentry custom knives on Instagram and on YouTube, make sure you go out and check him out. And we appreciate you, Matt, for coming on the show and giving us a couple hours of your time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was really fun to have him on. Yeah. And Brian, by the way, I wanted to uh, just let everyone else know, I know we get a lot of requests for people to join us on the Work For It podcast. Uh, I have zero patience for coordination <laughs> of this type of thing. So, but Brian yeah. does like to do it. So, reach out to Brian. We, I, I, I got to be honest. I'm so busy with my day to day and I my logistical stuff with all the things I have going on to add one more layer of, hey, when can you record? And do you have a laptop? And do you have a computer? And do you have solid internet? It doesn't seem like a lot, but man, it is. It's a lot. It's a lot. So we appreciate you, Brian, doing that, by the way. Because you're the reason. If you hear anybody other than my voice, Ben's voice, or Brian's voice on this podcast, it's because Brian Cohn took the time to set it up, coordinate it, test it, and do all that. Brian? I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing that because it adds a ton to the show. People freaking love it, you know? Yep. Speaking of, um, I already have the next guest set up. Oh, baby. Yeah. Are you going to reveal that? You want to talk about that? Yeah, it's Jason Hartwell. We've been trying to get him on for a long time. Oh, yeah. But, um, now, does he know how to podcast? I'm not even sure he knows. I know. How oh, no. It, so Hold on. Like, <laughs> you better. I don't know if you need to say that. <laughs> he's got that silky smooth Georgia. Oh, I was going to say, no. he's not that oh. far from you. He could, he could go what? down there real quick. 
straighten you it's gonna out. It's going to be like That's having two, two disc jockeys facing off on the show, Mr. House and he's not Hartwell. Even, he's not even here to defend himself. See, I'm smacking him around. <laughs> he can't even defend himself. So, yeah. all right. That's going to be fun, though, having him on. Is it just Jason or is it Jason well, and Nick we, both? Jason and I were talking about it, and, I mean, there's three of us and there's three of them, and six people on a single podcast just is not. Oh, that's right. Ryan is not right now. Yeah. yeah. That's so right. I yeah, think we've much. already had Pickle on the podcast. You know, we, we're always going to, you know, get him back on. We can always, I mean, we should get Jason on, and then, you know, we can move on from there. But I like it. That's a good plan. I like that. Yeah, because it gives us a chance to focus on Jason and and all yeah. of that. And uh, but we do need to get Ryan on uh, on again mm-hmm. or not again. Never He's been never on. been on. But Pickle and Ryan yeah. both. For sure, yeah. for sure. It's it's I it's so fun to have uh, guests on, and it's you know like we said, like you said, it's a lot of work. So Brian, it just for you to be able to do that and have an interest in doing it is a such a great yeah, addition. Yeah. But it's really fun. Diving on that I'll grenade. I'll be that secretary. On that work for it. Yeah, that work for it grenade. Love it. That's what Sarah feels like to me now. She's She told me like the other day because like all she does is my admin <laughs> stuff now. And she's helping me pack things and whatever. She's like, I don't know how you did this by yourself I didn't. before. And I was like, well, <laughs> half the messages didn't get responded to. And, yep. you know, I, I just tried my best and whatever Speaking else. Speaking of, but, we um, need to get Sarah and, uh, to sit down with us and talk about this transition she just went through. We do need to get her on. Should, she's actually not here. She's we should have Sarah without yeah, Brian. We gotta get someday. her on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that way I can't influence her her uh, answers or anything. She's like, get me out of here. Get me you out know, it's here, funny. Um, He's holding me hostage. There's a podcast I listen to that around Christmas every year they bring their wives on, and then they play a trivia game to see if their wives can guess who said a certain thing on the show. <laughs> and that it sounds is awesome. Genius. It's genius. I'm down to try yeah. something like that. I know Emily, I don't think she really listens. So, you know. yeah. Well, I've still go. got questions, but that's the beauty. Yeah. Of it. I got questions. She now. doesn't listen. So she doesn't know who said right. what. That's <laughs> yep. the whole point, and that's neither think, like all three of their wives funny. don't listen either. So yeah, they're, it's, it's pretty funny, but I still have, um, I still have questions uh, banked up for a metal worker trivia or game show that we can do sometime. I was going to do it when we had uh, uh, Jason and Nick on, but I don't know. We'll have to talk about a good time to do that. I think those are kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. We need to do more trivia stuff. I love it when the Knife Talk guys do the trivia yeah. shows and, and, and integrate all that. Again, an enormous amount of work. If you're listening to Craig doing the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire quizzes and all that, that takes such a, a large amount of time. So just understand, yeah. you know, those guys do that and put all that, that great content out there. It's not just like they dream it up and then two seconds later they're releasing it. It's just such a it's a, a lot of time consuming stuff. I I personally don't have a whole lot of time to to add like even so yesterday I was on the Fire and Steel podcast with Toby and owner Kaglar and uh, that was, you know, a couple hours of time, you know, hanging out with them yep. and it it just even doing that, like adding one more thing to my work week is just, you know, it offsets things. Not that I wouldn't do it again. I love being on the show. It mm-hmm. was so great to talk to those guys. So in two weeks, I'll promote this again. So in two weeks, 
you're going to hear me on the Fire and Steel podcast, and we're discussing, we discuss all kinds of stuff. And it's interesting, too, because they're in the UK. Right. So, you know, the there's a there's a just a, an interesting juxtaposition between the way they see mm-hmm. things and the way we see things and the similarities and the differences of that and, you know, business. We talk a lot of business. So it, nice. it, it was really a great show. To be I loved your, so, yeah, go check uh, your, your video. Uh, the sort of AMA or, you know, questions about business that you posted the other day. That was a great video. Yeah. That video, when it started, is an hour and 40 minutes long. Wow. So I edited it down. I cut it into chunks. So now they're in 15-minute chunks. Okay. And I'm trying to combine the answers that are the questions that are similar. So we had... 48 questions wow. asked wow. some of them were silly yeah you know like yeah. you know goofball stuff but uh then other ones there was like so many good ones that i felt like even some of the questions these one question could be an entire oh video. yeah i didn't think anyone would watch it to be honest i was like well i don't know if anybody's yeah. watching it's got a couple thousand views well, we've, on it already, we've talked so about like, doing okay. that on this show you know i remember you and i've talked about it a few times about should we get into doing uh, you know, uh, more business, com- you know, conversations or how to start a business, run a business. And, uh, at one point we even talked about, you know, uh, having like a transparent look into designing a product and taking it to market. And I'm yeah. now that I'm back with time and everything else, I'm planning to share a lot more of that kind of stuff that I'm going through as I'm, you know, opening whatever chapter it is I'm opening right now and uh, hope to open the book on that for folks. So if you're interested in following that, that was a big part of the topics that we discussed with Toby and owner, because you know, they're in different realms. Like, so Toby's got his UK knife supplies business and he also, so that's a side hustle for Mm -hmm. him. And then owner Kaglar has dies in every film customs, which is a knife making business and content creation and they're both in different sort of world they're in the same sphere but different worlds you know owners just like focusing on content and creating uh you know great content and knives and toby wants to become more of a retailer and a source for information and and all of those things it's it's so it's completely different but the the ideas that we all discussed they're the same concepts about business you know the core core. concepts of starting a company Yeah, so one's product development and retail, and the other one's content, which I do a little bit of both. Right. So yep. you know, I'm in the middle of those yeah. You things. do straddle you know, that. We talk about diversification, the whole thing. It was it was an excellent conversation nice. with those guys. And by the way, they're goofy as yeah. all hell. They're busting each other's Yo, chops and I my chops, that. and I'm busting yeah. their chops. I that, their show is it. It great. Was great. I, I I yeah, I really enjoy listening to their show. One more plug. I have one more plug. I have solidified the dates. I am going to Colorado. Right now, Steve Schwarzer is out in Colorado uh, doing a Mosaic Damascus class at Kilroy's Workshop in Colorado. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Hell of a workshop. 10,000, almost 11,000 square feet. And we will be doing a revolution build. No way. You can come. Build a revolution with me in that shop. There's two different weeks, uh, two different segments. Uh, that's July 4th through the 5th, 
and the 6th and the 7th of July. So I'll be out there for the 4th nice. of July weekend, hanging out in Colorado Springs. You can come out there, build a revolution with me. You, you basically come there. We build it all together in the class, and then you leave with the machine. Kick ass. If I was going to be out here, yeah. if I knew I was right, going to be out here, I'd drive my ass down there and build one. How far are you mm. away from Colorado? Is it? Is it? It's, it's a yeah, ways, right? Denver is probably ten or more hours. Yeah, it's a ways. Yeah. So, I've never been to Colorado. I'm really looking forward to flying out there to see the just the topography. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I live at sea level, which is flat yep. here. And then I'm gonna just I'm gonna smoke <clears throat> a ton of really good. Yeah, wind, baby. Uh, up there. And uh, get blasted hot. I'm kidding, by the way. I don't smoke weed. But, um, but no, I I just find it, uh, that it's going to be neat that oh, I'll be yeah. there for the the birth the birth uh, celebration of our country, this great nation. The Colorado States. Springs so, is uh, is interesting because it's um, well, and similar to Denver. Denver, I think, is probably a little bit more extreme in this regard than Colorado Springs. But the, you know, a good portion of Colorado is flat as a fucking board. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's high oh, desert. Yeah, like all right? eastern, I mean, flat, high eastern uh, Colorado is just high desert flat. You know, but Denver, you're still a little, you're a little poke away from the mountains. Colorado Springs, you're you're closer. You're kind of you know tucked up against them. I would say, but yeah, it is. It's I think it always throws folks for a little bit of a loop. Like even going skiing in Colorado. Uh, folks fly into Denver and it's like a two and a half hour drive up to Breckenridge or any of those up there. But you can see the mountains, right? Cause they're so uh, big. Like Denver, where you're at Denver, or, it's still, are you setting me up for a letdown no, here? Am I going to get out there? I'm the, going to go out at there. The and Springs, I'm like, where, it's like freaking desert. At the Springs, you'll see them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. But you might take a, I want to see mountains. Take a roll up Pikes Peak. There to see Pikes Peak's not far from Colorado Springs. Where's Mount Everest? Is that no? <laughs> where, where, can I climb that? That is, Kilimanjaro? That is closer to Juno. Uh, got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I yeah. see. Okay, I'm not a cartographer. Near the Ring of Fire. I don't know all this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I used to be a cartographer. Well, I, I was... can say that now. <laughs> <laughs> you technically could have been. You de- you absolutely could yeah. take credit for that. And and, I, and, and here's the thing though. I will say that um, I I'm more or less looking just to get the hell oh, out of Florida yeah. in Jan- in July because it's going to be great. We're going to have such a great time in Colorado Springs. Yeah. So go you know get, check out Kilroy's workshop. They have a website and they have the Instagram Drink and all up. that. And come out and build a revolution. And then by the way, I didn't know this, but Ron, the guy that owns Kilroy's, he was on Forged and oh, Fire. He's like buddies with all those guys and like. Doug Markaito. <laughs> I mean, Doug Markaito has taught there and all kinds of stuff. So uh, it's going to be neat. Will Stelter's going to be there. No shit. So, wow. So here's the. Yeah, he's doing a, when, doing a class. I don't know what when he's folks doing. come out um, from back east. I always say that the rule on your first full day in the West is that for every two beers you drink, you have to drink one bottle of water. <laughs> Is that the, the difference? The combination of, the, uh, of the altitude, altitude and just the dry air is incredible. And uh, so you get drunk. You fast. get drunk fast, fast but drunk. you also get dehydrated incredibly quick. Uh, Colorado Springs, I just looked, is at six thousand feet, so it's not massive, but it's it's up there a bit. 
more than sea level. I'm at 12 <laughs> feet yeah. right now. Yo. Yeah. So, hydrate. So, so Brian, are you, are you, uh, when you say you're doing batches of knives, are these sold batches? Like they're done? Yeah. So actually, gone? so out of my last batch, I did 10 knives and only one of them was for a customer. The rest of them were, um, so I'm actually going to be getting into a couple different stores here pretty soon. Ooh, so, baby, nice. um, I mean, I, I don't know how much they're going to sell. One of them is a gun shop. So hopefully that'll be a little bit more of a hot sale. I mean, good time over there for guns, you know, I might be selling fillet knives and hunting knives, which kind of all fits into that whole, you know, jive. I don't know, but yeah, so I, I basically am trying to get up a little bit more product so that I can actually go in there and not just be like, Hey, here's one knife. So yeah, but um, next yeah, I like batch, that. I mean, all of them are gonna be already sold. I actually have already done a little bit of work on them, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's doing pretty decently well. Love it. So it'd be safe to say that you you will have nine, ten knives up for sale soon. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be. I think I'll have eight knives that'll be up for sale in different stores. So yeah. Now, will you cross promote those? on social media so i i think i'll do cross promotion but you can only buy them at that store because i've i've done gotcha. that with louis like my my leather guys where i post them for sale on of, of course they're there at louis i post them for sale on instagram i put them on my website and i actually got really close once to having someone buy it in the store and have it sold online at the same time and that would be a nightmare wow that would be a nightmare that would be a nightmare so, yeah, that would yeah. be bad. Luckily, luckily, I literally that. got the sale. I called Louie, and somebody had the knife in their hands looking at it. Oh, and it was just like, ah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could always make another one. Talk him like, out of it. That, Talk him out of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, you don't want this knife because it was used in a murder. <laughs> and uh, we've just now discovered that this is, a, uh, this is evidence, right. so you can't buy this but, knife. Yeah, so definitely not putting up. I'm not gonna have like I'm not gonna have those knives on my website just because that that was that was an issue. Then it very well could have been a bigger issue, but yeah. Or you could just make them another knife. You know, that's the other thing too. You could say like, "Hey, I sold that knife. Sorry, it was a mistake." And you know, people are pretty cool for the most part. For the most part, yeah. Except axe murderers. You could get another customer. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you guys want to jump into WFI yeah, projects? Sure. Mm-hmm. I got one right out the gate. Rainy day Ooh, four. Those knives. Oh. And oh, are you looking on. at the chef knife? Are you kidding me? I'm looking at looks like a Nakiri. It's like uh it's got a like a brute to forge mm-hmm. spine on it. It's just really buttery and really nice. Yeah. And uh if you don't know who Rainy Day Forge is, that's Justin. Lamaru. He is a Canadian uh, fellow yeah. up in, um, I don't know where he is, Manitoba, I think, maybe something like that. And anyway, solid dude. Has a web, uh, has a, a, a podcast called the Forge Side Chat with Lando Novak. Those guys are great. Um, but I'm just looking at these. I did, if you go into his feed, by the way, you'll see all kinds of amazing stuff. The one I was looking at was these, they're partially finished Nakiris, I believe is what they, these are. And, um, just his forging, like he makes really interesting mono steel blades. I, I know he does other stuff too. He does 
all of his stuff is interesting. He does Damascus and everything else, but his monosteel, he really does a great job of blending that brute to forge mm-hmm. look. Yeah. And kind of and then really super clean at the same time, which is a tough thing to Dude, achieve. his speaking so. of that work, he's got another one on here where it's a chef knife. And my god, that just just the classic, you know, monosteel with the brute to forge up on top. We've got some brass pins yes. on wood handles. Holy cow. Or is that wood handles? Am I looking at it wrong? Some type of handle. I don't know. I it's, it's, no, it's, it's a brown handle, and it just looks like it's just classic, classic, classic. It looks great. Um, I don't know what kind of wood that is. It almost looks like plywood because it's layered, but it's not plywood, obviously. I mean, it's, it's, it's something. something. It's but, definitely uh, something layered. I'm guessing it's probably some sort of like a micarta or something along those lines, maybe a G10. I don't know. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take on the next one. Kawa Jeanette, of course. Um, she's huh. she's showing Jeez. off her process a little bit. It looks like she's doing a little bit of drilling on the inside of this spoon or ladle mm. or whatever. I, I'm not yeah. I'm not as deep into the the to the uh, handmade spoons and that game as. Oh you know. yes, that one. She I think she's making a um, risotto spoon. I just looked. She's making oh. a risotto spoon, which if I remember right. Uh, from a number of posts back she had never made before, or I don't know if it it's like something that was a special request or something that somebody had, but it has holes in it, and it's a specific shape for making risotto. So that's how she does yeah. it. She carves the spoon, then drills the yeah. holes, and then probably files it out and makes well, it look like it. I've always wondered how she In her did post, that. she says that she uses a coping saw sometimes, so I'm guessing she's probably using... Oh. But the thing that I am I would like to talk about a little bit is the fact that you know she's showing her process. Because mm-hmm. if you look through her feed, you know it's all finished all products. Finished. And yeah. of course, that's that's a style, and that's that's a thing. But I think that showing off your process really makes it way more personable, you know? Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you, Brian. I think you're so yeah. dead on with that. I love seeing the end product, but I love behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I see the process. I feel like maybe I'm the other side of that where I'm just showing process and live streams and stuff like that. I'm no longer <laughs> like really posting a lot of. Do you actually finish any <laughs> knives, Brian? What's got, going on I've with you? I've got a boatload of pictures that I need to post. I just, you know, I, I keep showing process. I don't know. Oh, it's great though. I got I got one from KH Daily Knives where he is, uh, he's I don't know if he's making these hammers, but he's doing uh, straightening. He makes straightening hammers with like a carbide oh, yeah, tip on yeah. them, and uh, yeah, so really it's neat. very uh, kind of cool, really neat hammers. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know if he's making the heads or he's buying the heads, <laughs> or whatever. But it, um, he sent me some files. I haven't opened them yet, but I need to. And uh, go check check out KH Daily because he's one of those guys that's supporting the show by tagging WFI Projects. Yeah, yeah. And you can't. Larkin 843 tagged WFI Projects with his copper Lado. I assume it's his, I think. Yeah. Let's take a look. It's pretty sweet. It was on a day ago. Yeah, he says he yeah. made it. Yeah, he says he made it for his sister-in-law. Yep. That's crazy. I Yeah. So we have another spoon maker. I, really cool. I assume he... Kawa Jeanette, you better watch <laughs> out. You've got yeah, look out. I assume he must have used like a rivet or something to attach the handle to the bowl portion. Yeah, he peened over some 
some rivets. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. Copper rivets. Yeah, it's super clean yeah. work. I yeah. really like that. Sweet, sweet. Well, I've got... Now, I'm going to absolutely butcher this name. Lowen Dustin, I think it is. L-O-E-W-E-N Dustin, D-U-S-T-Y-N. He's got a full tang hatchet, and that looks... I've... I don't know if it if that's actually like a very common thing, but I don't feel like I see full tang hatchets all that I would often. Agree. Yeah. And I've always wanted to make no, one. No, you don't. I've always like had it yes. in the back of my mind. I was like, oh, that's a project I'm gonna do someday, and it's been back there for like three years or so. Yeah, but. you don't see those. And does he have? Oh shoot! Um, on the handle there, it almost looks like those are threaded inserts where you could screw something into the handle, or are they just through through rivets or something. I, I think they're just through yeah. rivets. I, it, it, yeah, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's interesting. They're like pins that have holes in them. You're a hatchet. Yeah. It looks like ironwood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you see Moonshine Leatherworks made a belt? He's now trying to one-up me with his belts. <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And, uh, yeah, so he's – I'm kidding. <laughs> but he, he made a really cool belt. Like, it's way better than the one I made. So he definitely makes belts. And I don't know if you've seen his – his logo, it's like a, uh, like like an like a moonshine bottle with the XXX on a label, and then like a I don't know if that's like a chicken foot or turkey foot. It looks or like a chicken but foot it's too. Really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so neat. He's a supporter of ours on Patreon. Yeah. Did you know that we do this now? Hold we on. have people supporting Patreon. us on Patreon. I've heard, it, I've heard it's growing. Is there, is there a list of people that that uh? <laughs> Where could one find such there things, is. Brian? You can go to work uh, patreon.com forward slash work for it. You can support the show there. We have 44 what? patrons now. And uh, that I is uh, supporting the work that we do. Real quick, I'm going to read down the names and I'm going to do this really fast. And I'm going to do it only in one breath. You ready? <laughs> Mark Vanderwerf, Justin Miller, Devin O'Hara, and Dustin O'Hara. <laughs> Noah Bloomberg, Michael Nye, Jamie Blow, Eric at Overall Makerworks, Bob Ryan, Brigham Kendall, Scott Wilkerson, Keith Drennan, Blackthorn Concepts, Bob, Brian Hooten, Jason Moss, Mark LeBlanc, Ken Kana, Crafty Man Forms, James Hunsberger, Cardoso Knives, John Michael Owen. I can't do it. There's so many. Here we go. Knifemaker.at, knifematerial.at. I apologize. Brian Absher over at Moonshine Leatherworks, Working Hands Podcast, Ryan Coakley of Ryan Chadbourne Knives, Carol Ann, Jeanette Racine, Oxford Blade Company, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, Richard Beck of Beck's Armory, Jared Weaver, Leon Shanks of Two Birds Blade Works, Dennis Terrell, Thomas Moberg of TMO Knives, Donnie Dulovich, Bruce Carlson, Maximus Knives, which is our man Neil, Brad Troxclair, Echo Knives, which is Jared over at Echo <laughs> Knives, Nate Walpole of Walpole or Walrus Steel, Zach Byrne of Burn Blade. There's no way I could have done this in one word, <laughs> one breath. Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell. We appreciate you. Matthew Angel of AD Knife Works. Wesley Crum. Benjamin Mullins. This, these are our last two. These are our last two new supporters. Benjamin Mullins, we appreciate you, buddy. And 
Boykin Blacksmith and Tool. Boykin Blacksmith and Tool is our latest, and they signed up for the Hang Ten, which is a ten dollar no a way. month. Thank you. Tier, yeah. So, yeah, we appreciate you guys awesome. so much. This is huge. Heck yeah, absolutely huge. crazy for sure. That's yeah. So, and what this money goes towards, it pays for our software that we use to record the show and additions to the show. Like we bought all new gear this year for everybody. Except for me, which is weird. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you had anything, but. dropped yours or something and busted it. But I dropped a microphone. I had a yeah. spare, so I'm using the spare. Yeah. But, well, you still uh, sound At some point, luscious. I think I am going to upgrade. <laughs> I do. And you know, that's the thing. I, you could pretty much put anything put- in front of me, and I think <laughs> I'd sound like this. Welcome to the Work For It podcast. <laughs> but we appreciate In all seriousness, guys, oh, thank man. you yeah. so very much. Yes, for sure, for sure. We appreciate you. Thank yeah. you. Hey, so I'm over on WFI Waffles, and we just talked oh, about that yeah. that knife that that rainy day or yeah rainy day forge was doing. He's actually doing it as yep. a wa- as a raffle entry. So he's doing ten dollars um, a ticket or a sticker, and there's fifty stickers. And the idea <clears> with it is that whoever wins gets to pick out of one of these five knives. So you can kind of, yeah, you can kind of like, hey, wow. I already have a chef knife, but I don't have a flay knife. So if I win, I'll get the flay knife. But, you know, I like wow. that idea. Okay. That is an interesting one. Oh, he posted this like an hour yeah. ago. So this is good. Nice. Okay. I like that. I'm getting in on For that. Sure. And, uh, 10 bucks. Man, I've got to do my own plug. Canadian. I've got to do my own plug. Wait, hold on. It's ten bucks Canadian. What's that like? $800 US $8, now? $8? Like something, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Oh shit! All right, very good. No, it's ten dollars Canadian, which I think is yeah about ten dollars right. US. I think it's a little, a little bit less. More. Yeah, is I'm pretty it? sure. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. What the you're Michigander right. knows what the Canadian exchange rate is? Well, you're so <laughs> close. You're so, you're so you might as well be in Canada, really. Right. I mean, that's the thing. But yeah, so my raffle is still going. If anybody wants to get in on that anymore, uh, yeah. How many you I've got, got left? Fourteen tags left, or fourteen stickers. Um, I kind of I kind of took a break on posting about it because the last three posts that I posted about it only got like mid 70s views. So it's just like oh, I, I felt like maybe the algorithm just wasn't going to pick me up. So I was just going to like back off on it and then I'll start posting on it a little bit later. Yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on with that. Uh, man, Instagram has just been so wishy-washy lately. It's up and down. Yeah. I'm with you. It has been really, and YouTube as yeah. well. Uh, I've noticed something's changed with YouTube, and I don't know why, but like my viewership just slumped hmm. for a while, and then it just all of a sudden came roaring back in Do you think, like the beginning of February. It was just very because you were not putting out videos during the move and stuff like that. And do you think that I mean, Instagram seems it could be as hungry as, or I'm sorry, YouTube seems about as hungry as Instagram used to be, <laughs> you know, where you got to feed it once a, Instagram's once a day and it, YouTube doesn't seem to matter quite as much, but as, but you have to keep on that schedule. Well, what's crazy that, for me is like, I just yeah. started posting on YouTube every day and it, I'm about a month into that. Actually, yeah. just a little bit over a month into that. And my viewership, my views are going down. Really? Yeah, I'm, yeah okay. I I was when I back when I was posting about once a month, I was getting, you know, 300, 400, 500 views per video. And then every once in a while, like the Bowie Knife Challenge really shot up there. A couple different knives as, you know, a couple different or a couple thousand views. 
But like mm-hmm. I started posting every week and I went like 300 and then 200 and like the last couple I dropped hmm. were like 75 apiece. <laughs> it's like nobody's oh, watching wow. this. Well, <laughs> I, I experienced the same thing, Brian. We, 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 we briefly discussed yeah. this and it was that I think that, you know, weekly content was too yeah. much. Yeah. And I'm, you know, that, so that's why I mixed in the AMA series so that I could tell people like, look, if you don't want the, you know, if you want to watch the AMA, great. It's still weekly content, Mm -hmm. but it's completely different than the other stuff. And definitely there's a difference. You know, if I post something grinder related or machine related or knife related, it's, you know, five to 10,000 views in the first week. And then it just climbs from there. The AMA series, first week, 2,000 mm-hmm. views. But you know what? It's still kind of, you know, chugging along or whatever. I don't know if it hurt me or not. I've, I'm waiting to find out if that, if that because your click-through rates and all that, YouTube goes, oh, you you made something that's a pile of shit, so no one's watching it. I'm just going to go ahead yeah. and, you know, you. Uh, you know, push. Yeah, exactly. P- bury the rest of your videos so no one watches those. I almost so. wonder. But uh, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I would just keep uploading. Yeah. Listen to Casey Nice that. Just keep uploading. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it too much. Make content that you love to make. Yep. Just keep doing Jimmy, it. Jimmy uh, Duresta said that the other day, Climb too, on his uh, stories. You know, he's like, because I don't know if you've seen, but um, there's a new Netflix series coming out called Making Fun. It'll have the rest of um, Derek from Malden, which is awesome. Uh, Jackman Works, uh, Pat, uh, I can't remember Pat's last name, but from Canada. And um, what's the other guy's name? Work for Carolina Shoe. It's a great, it's a freaking great great concept for a Shot in Jimmy's shop in New York. And, but, um, you know, then he also just, Jimmy just, uh, announced that he will have uh, a line of sort of like kid build projects, you know, pre-cut out um, toolbox and a few other little wood crafts, I would call them, I guess, that you can buy from Walmart, believe it or not. So he is going to be on the shelves of Walmart and he must be getting some feedback from people like, man, how the hell are you doing it? You know, because he said the other day, he's like, you know, there's no secret to what I do. He said, make consistent content that's consistently decent. <laughs> he's like, I don't make anything great, you know, but I do it consistently. And no doubt about it. That is true. And the more you do it, the better you get yeah. at it. And, you know, just keep pushing forward. All right. So I'm a, I'm about ready to hit my hard stop. My crew is a little Uh-oh. early today. Are these the box And packers? I have... These are the the Packers. Nice. I've got a, a high school kids coming in to pack revolution kits uh, to try to get me caught up, and so we're doing that in a few minutes. So I really w- want to wrap well, the show. Let's go ahead yeah. and get a, a little. Let's go ahead early. and get a dad joke in. Oh yeah, we definitely need to hit that dad joke. Uh, oh, man, I've got so many good ones too. Hold on, I got a new laptop, so I need to log into Facebook because uh, oh, you got to be kidding me. Hold on. I'm going to have to do it from my phone. They want to send me a six-digit oh, code. Oh, jeez, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hacked, sir. Uh, all right. So, da 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 Oh, my God. While you're doing so that, uh, ones in here. do you know yeah. why Peter Pan is always flying? Why? Because he never lands. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a nickel for every bread pun, I would have a 
pun per nickname. <laughs> uh, comes from Nate Walpole of Walrus Steel. He's he never fails to deliver excellent. Uh, here's another one. Why did the cookie cry? Because his mother was a wafer. So <laughs> I think at Christmas next year, instead of you know, like some channels do a Yule log. Um, what's his name from uh, oh, the restoration dude? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Make and create or hand, hand tool, tool rescue or hand tool he rescue. He did a, uh, yeah. where he hand planed down a big chunk of fucking wood into a toothpick. <laughs> and it was him, like two to <laughs> two to, I don't remember if it was like four hours long or something. And it was him just shaving this damn piece of wood down. I think we should do a Yule log dad joke <laughs> thing. We could do that. like six <laughs> hours of dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we could do an entire show. Honestly, I know. We probably could. I just... Yep. Yeah. The internet I, is a I mean, vast it's, it's, and slightly humorous place. <laughs> slightly humorous, yes. Well, hey, listen, guys, I don't mean to cut the show short. No, no, we're no. we're still working out our timing. We're I switching things guys, up with our recording. Oh, of course, Ben. Really do. Yeah. I mean, I only thought about getting you off the show and firing you like a couple <laughs> I'm of sure. times. I'm sure. That's yeah, pretty standard. About as many it, times it, as it I did, thought about it, walking it, away. <laughs> exactly. I mean, see, Ooh. this is what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> ben, I got something in my back. I got <laughs> right? I got me pull this out. I think you you're pull, cutting a steak you pull with my it back. I'll pull yours. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, buddy. Thank yeah. you so much. Listen, hey, thank you so much to everybody who listens to the Work For It podcast. You know what you can do if you want to support us. You can go to patreon.com forward slash work for it or you can just listen to the show or I don't know if you know this but you can go and rate the show not only on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts but you can also rate us on Spotify now. yeah that's right there's a rating system that you can do for Spotify so if you listen on Spotify make sure you go ahead and hit that rate button and give us you know that one star review yeah. isn't it that's what we do right one star for the best I show i have to start or reading is it five stars yeah, if we like get that. some I don't know how that works if we get some i'd like to How's read that them that'd be kind of yeah, that if could you, be a cool. Bet. There's nowhere to put any text. You can't put any text. You can only just do a star rating. But in in Apple, you can do. I've never Go read to them Apple Podcast. Probably if it's them. a five star, only five stars. So I don't care if you hate it. <laughs> just give it five stars, five and stars. then leave us a comment. And we'll if if it's not too many, we'll slide them in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. Cheers. Thanks. Yeah, again. Guys. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Adios. See you tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.